0: That's Hyperthetical, H Y P E R T H E T I C A L. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323 450 7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323 450 7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, how you doing? Alright, so today I am recording this episode by myself. I am driving around uh, like Queen Trisha Paytas and doing some errands um, because I have to do some long letters as well. And you know how we say like you guys just write really long letters? Um, Well, we typically have no use for them. Thanks though. Um, And by the way, I think should tell you that I'm not just driving around holding a mic I have a lab mic on which is the kind of mic that you see um on people's chests on like talk shows and stuff um and I'm listening to myself through it which is really weird because god it sounds so crispy by the way the sound just sounds so good on this um recorder this is the thing that I use for the women's march if people are wondering what it is it's called a zoom um I think it's like the zoom Two. I'm not even going to tell you. It's like a Zoom 2 or something. I'm going to get it wrong. But I decided to drive around a little bit. And um, I was going to put on the new registration sticker on my car. It's actually not new. It's several months old. Ooh, I'm going to turn off this AC. Christina will appreciate that. Christina's going to hate this, by the way. She's probably going to fucking kill me. I'm going to have to re-record this entire episode in order for it to get up on time. This is not what she asked me to do. She asked me to record long letters. But I didn't want to sit in my house, and um, I'm tired of myself and being at the house, and my cleaning lady is here, which is not a problem, because she literally does not understand what I do for a living, and to be honest, if my own mother doesn't understand, I don't know why I should expect Martha to understand. Martha probably has a better understanding of what I do than my mother. By the way, I'm pulling out real slow, because Martha likes to park that scion, like right on my dick, so fuck I'm nervous damn my brakes sound like not good on here you guys this is like a, a nice car it's a mini but this is like a nice car you guys um okay I think I'm clear I live in an area for some reason I like started to think like what if some murderer was listening to this as if like anyone cares enough to murder me that's the main thing you guys no one cares enough to murder you I know that a lot of people fear murder, as I've said before. I think that's an incredibly narcissistic fear, Um, as murdering someone is a lot of work, incredibly high stakes. really doesn't get higher stakes than murdering another person. I would say maybe, like, an act of terrorism would be higher stakes. But, um, yeah, like, on the off chance someone's interested in murdering me, I was like, what if I'm giving away, like, visual cues, like, based on how many times I just, like, turned my stick thing? Like, what if you knew that I had to take a three-point turn, and you were like, well, we know she lives somewhere. She has to take a three-point turn. Maybe we just got to look for the scion that's on her dick all the time. Uh, Martha only comes on Mondays, though, so you'd really have to kill me on a Monday. And then all you know is that it's Glendale, three-point turn, and there's a scion somewhere in the mix. So, good luck killing me. Um... But since I am really only doing this because I wanted to get out of the house and I have to do long letters, I um, don't really know what I'm doing. I don't really have any errands I have to run. Like there's things that I should be doing. I always need to go to the post office. I'm always really behind on that sort of stuff. But um, I don't want to. And so (laughs) it's also a bunch of rain. And so I thought about going to the car wash which, of course, only occurs to me when I, when it's about to rain. Oh, I hate this turn so much. It's, like, fucking terrifying. See, there's another audio clue right there. I live near a difficult turn. Um, but, yeah, so since I didn't really have anything to do, I decided that I was going to go to Starbucks. I have to get an nice tea. I don't have to do anything. Like, all of this is so extra. Um, but I have to get a nice tea because I already drank like an entire pot of coffee today. I started making coffee, um, like my family, the Crawfords, my YouTube Christians, and that I have like a manual grinder and a French press. Now there was a time where I just like kind of quit drinking coffee altogether, which if anyone's shocked, it's me because I've been drinking coffee since I was, I think like 14 years old. Um, I have never told that story. Like the school wanted to put me on Ritalin and my mom was like no but if you want I'll put her on a stimulant so she would take me to get Dunkin Donuts before school every day um, starting in like 8th grade or 7th grade or something so I've been drinking coffee basically god I don't know like I don't want to 20 something years Jesus. Isn't that weird when you reach an age in your life where you can say like oh I've done that for 20 years and it like ooh that'd be like a a full-blown ambulance coming towards me now you know I live near a hospital fuck all right oh no okay tight maybe I don't live near a hospital just saying um maybe I should just like take a couple turns so that if you're like listening fuck you know what I'm actually like literally giving you an audio map I'm going to do some extra loops around so you guys can't find me, but I'm going to go to Starbucks and order an iced tea, um, because I've had so much coffee today. I quit coffee accidentally. As I was saying, I just was like, I don't know. I was like depressed for a while. And like when you're depressed, the first thought in your mind isn't like, oh, you know what I should do? I should go drink some liquid that's going to keep me awake so I can experience this depression longer today. Um, so I just like stopped drinking it. And then um, I went to Japan and I got mentally tight again. Like, my mentals are all tight. I'm feeling very good about myself, which has not happened in a long time. I realized that it was more... I've been saying, like, I've been having a tough year. Um, And, like, you know, I've also been, like, acknowledging that it's also been a tough three years. But in particular, the last year has been really tough. And I've been acting out. And I've been just, like, not good um, I have been like, you know, not bad, but I just haven't been, I haven't been where I should be. Um, and, and by the way, that's all like subjective and completely my opinion of what I'm capable of. I think I'm capable of a lot more than I have been doing, um, whether or not that's actually true or whether or not that's like measurably not as good as others around me. I, I don't know. That's I can't, let's see, someone just beeped at this car for for slowing down. They're slowing down for school children, you fucking asshole. Like, people are so terrible. Just be nice. Um, But yeah, like, I I always feel like I find out, like, later on, like, after I've beaten myself into the goddamn ground, that not only am I doing fine, but I'm actually doing a little bit better than some other people. Um, And I think that's because, one, I just, I don't know, it's just who I am and to, um, I don't realize that other people, like, suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> so there's that. But, um, when I got home from Japan, I just started to realize, like, oh, Molly, like, it's not that it's been, like, a tough year. It's been, like, a tough five years. Like, it's been, like, five years of my life since I've been feeling, like, all normal and shit. And, um, I don't know if you guys can hear even just the amount that I use the blinker I'm a fucking overachiever in every area of my life okay who uses the blinker to switch lanes so casually uh Molly McAleer too. who but when I was in Japan I just started to feel like you know what you have to be more forgiving of yourself because not only have you made it through this but like you've continued to have creative projects you've you know, maintained the friendships that mean a lot to you. You've gotten rid of people in your life. You've noticed patterns that you never really realized before. I am in a place in my life where I don't really need or want a relationship. And if some, if I'm in a relationship and it's not adding to my life, then, like, bye. Um, and I think that, like also it's a matter of just, like, your my mental hygiene has just been very... I've just been very aware of it, um, which is not something that I can say about a lot of times in my life. So I'm feeling great. I did want to get out of the house today. As I said, when I say I'm sick of myself and sitting around or whatever else, I just mean that I feel like I'm at my house a lot, which is normally quite good for me. And really a reason why I chose to live, um, in a hobbit hole in Glendale. Um, I just want to like detach somehow if that's even remotely possible, and uh, I realized like, to the extent of which I've done that is, like, I was talking to a friend who um, I've known forever. And um, he and his writing partner, I guess we met years ago because he would... He's actually, like, the first person who, quote-unquote, recognized me um, when I was working at Defamer, this gawker spinoff that, like, focused on Hollywood. For those of you kids out there who don't know... It's so weird to me to think about people not knowing about Defamer, but I guess that it's highly irrelevant to a lot of people because it hasn't existed for quite some time. But back in the day, it was like everything. And I worked there as a videographer, and I would make these daily videos where I would talk about things to do at night in Los Angeles. And um, this was at a time when I was managed by someone who really wanted me to be an actress, which is not something that I do. Um, and that was another weird thing with they did that old headshot thing or whatever like first headshot Monday or whatever it was (laughs) and I found all these old pictures that like I had taken because I've basically refused to take a a headshot like I was like I don't act like I'm just going to take these weird artsy pictures and like these are the pictures you can use and if someone wants me because they've seen me on Defamer or whatever then they can have me in and if they don't like just send them this fucking weird art house pic that I took like weird art house meaning like me and my friend just like got stoned and took pictures um but he sent me out on this audition for a tv show and uh when I was there when I got home there was an email waiting for me from one of these two guys and it said uh you know, I would, you know, malls, we know who you are. We just saw you were freaking out. Hold on, I'm at Starbucks. Thank you for choosing. Drive to Starbucks. Can I get you any food for them? No, I'm okay. Thank you. Um, Could I please just do a grande black iced tea with a small splash of lemonade? A grande, I'm sorry, what was it? Black iced tea. Grande black iced tea. And then what was the rest? Like a splash of lemonade. Not a lot. Just a teeny bit. A grande black iced tea lemonade? Yeah, but just a little bit of lemonade. All right. Did you want a squeeze? No, thank you. Uh, just the one drink? Yeah, just the one drink. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. Um, so, um, that guy was... I was talking to one of these guys, so they reached out to me, and today was a weird day of just, like, people also happening to reach out, which was really interesting, because what are the odds? I always feel like things like that are very cosmic. Um, but he said to me that their new office is, like, by... Um, the Grove, essentially. And even if you don't live in L.A., I feel like you know what the Grove is? It's also, like, across the street from where Audrina and Elsie and them lived on the hills. Which is, like, that's well, actually where Lala lives now, the plaza. Hey, guys. It's much later, and I just realized I kind of dropped dead in the middle of that anecdote. So I just want to tell you what I was trying to say. I was trying to say that when they said they worked at, like, the Fairfax area now... I said, I'll go to you guys because it, it occurred to me that I probably have not been to that very central part of Los Angeles in about two years. I have a doctor over there that I see occasionally. I think maybe a meeting or two I've gone over there for. For some reason, I feel like I remember being in front of the Wood Ranch Grill, but I don't know why. I love the Wood Ranch Grill, wish I went more often. Um, but that's not, that wasn't recently. I don't think, I think I went to the Wood Ranch Grill three years ago. So I'm going to them because I don't leave Glendale. That's the end of that point. But here I go anyway. But yeah, so I, I have put myself up in Glendale. I don't really go anywhere or see anyone anymore. And I like that about me. Uh, but yeah, sometimes I just gotta get out of the house. So today I'm out of the house. I've decided I'm going to Starbucks and getting this iced tea. Um, I'm telling you guys, the black iced tea with a small splash of lemonade, it's the afternoon treat you need and deserve. It's, I believe, you know, somewhat low in calories compared to almost any other drink you can get at Starbucks. Um, it's delicious. Normally I go for like the largest one possible, like I like to get one the size of my entire head, um, but I decided on this and then I want to really embrace my inner Trisha Paytas and I want to go to Burger King which I feel like gross even saying that out loud but I want to go to Burger King because I want to try their spicy chicken nuggets because I am a Wendy's girl if I'm ever really going to get fast food it's going to be Wendy's and it's because I love the number six the spicy chicken sandwich um like fuck me up hold on thank you Hi. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go try those, which we'll see how that goes. I don't really, I'm kind of like grossed out to think about that. But when I'm there, I'll read one of the letters. Thank you so much. When I'm there, I'll read one of the long letters to you and I'll answer a question while I eat my nugs in the parking lot, which is like kind of the American dream. Thank you. And, um, then I'm going to go, I think, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to go to the marijuana store. Um, I've realized that malls has not really chiefed lately, which doesn't mean I need to chief, um, uh, by any means, but I just mean like, you know what? Living in sunny Cal, I, I it's, it's legal here. I paid $35 to speak to someone over Skype to, um, pretend I have a medical problem. And so they gave me a card, which means I am not taxed. I have not been since my place is legal. So I I go to this place called Green Wolf in Glendale. Literally giving you a map on how to kill me. Um, I go to this place called Green Wolf in Glendale. I guess it's technically Los Feliz, but um, I consider it Glendale because I'm allowed to. And um, it's it's pretty like nice there, and they keep it high and tight. Like they really do. Like this is not, this is not your loser's dispensary in any way. Um, and so I have noticed the one day I did go post, um, weed being legal here and like anyone could go in, man, the crazies were out. Like the crazies were out. And since I'm not allowed to take photos inside, I don't think it's here. Fuck. What am I doing? Um, And since I'm not allowed to take photos or anything inside of the weed place, I was wondering if, like, maybe I could bring my recorder. But I don't want to burn my good name at Greenwolf. So we'll see. Anyway, um, you know, I wish Christina was here so then I could have someone to bounce around these thoughts with. But, you know, it's just going to have to be me. I also, gonna warn you in advance before I start reading that I'm dyslexic. Uh, I think a lot of you guys know that. I don't like to read out loud for long periods of time. Um, that was a nightmare for me in school. Like, when they make everyone go and read, like, a different paragraph. Um, and my mom would always say, like, if you want, like... I guess, like, the tutor would say, like, if you want, we can stop. We don't have to... we can skip you. But then I was like, then everyone's going to notice that I'm getting skipped. Like, I would rather just struggle in front of everyone than, than get skipped. Um, so, I hate it. I hate reading out loud. But I'm going to do it anyway. Because I see... Molly, go fuck yourself. This is absolutely the wrong place. I took the wrong turn. Fuck me. Um, see, you guys, I'm really easy on myself. I have appropriate reactions to things like taking the wrong turn when trying to find a burger gang. Okay? Um, but yeah, so um, I'm going to review these long letters. I don't know what's in there. I, I mean, who knows? Um, I do. I'm pretty excited about these spicy nugs. I'll tell you what, I have not seen Queen Trisha Paytas' video yet on what the spicy nugs are like. I did watch her review of the Spicy Crispy Chicken Sandwich. That looked delicious. Um, but I also, you know, I'm like, like just like Queen Trisha herself, like I'm not a big sauce person. And I do wonder if it would be worthwhile without the mayonnaise. And I don't eat mayonnaise. I'm not one of those people who doesn't like white condiments in general. I will just say that I have an attitude surrounding a lot of white Condiments. I don't like mayonnaise. Blue cheese, I fuck with hard. But like ranch, like you're disgusting. Sorry. Like, get a life. Like, what happened to you if you like ranch? I mean, and I I understand that I might as well. This is like, it's that's like basically a political statement. Like, I can say fuck Trump. Like, you guys, I'm sure 90% of you. Do not support Trump to begin with so this isn't that big of a deal but like I know that I'm throwing down a gauntlet that I might not be ready for when I say fuck ranch but you know what sorry fuck ranch like I want to own it if you don't love me for my opinions and you can you know hate me for them that's fine just as long as you're passionate that's all I care about so um yeah have I even talked to you guys since I got back from Japan I don't think I have um well you guys I'm Japanese now um you should know that I'm that's probably some sort of dark culture appropriation for me to even say that but you know what I'm not saying I'm like literally Japanese in heritage I'm just saying my soul is Japanese is this if this isn't fucking Burger King then I'm not going okay it's not Burger King but I'm going like I'm I just kind of said that to punish myself a little bit girl you better figure it out alright so I don't know if I should just turn here maybe I should pull Yui no one's behind me fuck no this car is turning all right This is a really fun podcast, right, guys? Um, So, yeah, I had the most fun of my life in Japan. It was just so renewing, as I said. Like, I had this huge realization about you need to be softer with yourself, more forgiving with yourself, because it's been a harder period of time than you're giving yourself credit for. Um, And I realized that, like, I allow other people's um, shitty attitudes to affect the way I feel about myself in certain ways, like what I feel okay vocalizing, because some people are just so, um, you know, they have their things and they're allowed to have their things, but, like, if anyone else does it, you're, like, some sort of drama queen or child or, like, you know, it's just, and then, like, obviously when it comes to their stuff, it's just, like, dude, do you realize, like, what a hypocrite you are? Like, you really think your thing is more interesting for me to listen to than it is for me, okay, you know, people are just cruel, and, um, I think that I've, you know, I think that I've kind of, like, freed myself up from that a little bit, and kind of just more figured out that, like, that's not about me, like, that literally has nothing to do with me, like, it has nothing to do with me the way that, like, you know, I know that, like, Robert Herjavec from Shark Tank, like, he is actually a terrible person, and he deserves all of my wrath, but, like, really, that is about me, like, it's not really about Robert, Um, I don't like that he left his wife and kids for that Dancing with the Stars girl. I think, you know, you kind of get what you deserve when that happens. And I know. I, like, love every penny of that money his wife took from him. You know she's not getting a post-nup. Like, I have seen him say, because I've gone back and watched older seasons, he was about to sell that company for, like... Literally like five million, and his wife was like, "You better not sell that company for five million, because you could sell it for a lot more." And then he sold it for like a hundred million. So I hope she took her fifty million plus and she walked, because you know what? I'd be like, "This works out like beyond Robert, because now I don't have to listen to you, I don't have to fuck you anymore, and I had fifty million dollars." And you know that Dancing with the Stars bimbo? She's stuck with you. I can't call her bimbo; that's not nice of me. But let's just say for the sake of argument that she's a bimbo. Um, so, yeah, Japan was amazing. I had the most fun. I, had, I met so many amazing people. I met the most wonderful couple from Italy. And, like, I really do think and hope they will be lifelong friends of mine. They're just, like, beyond. And um, I just had so much fun, you know. It was just so nice to be out and feel safe. It feels so safe there. That's the other thing that's just unreal about it is that like you just feel like you're in this protective bubble where you can explore and be yourself and you know it's really all about just like displaying manners and politeness and respect and with that respect you are given respect and the way that people are just willing to help each other out there is really phenomenal and just so fucking humbling like there was this one time that I, I'm on that Burger King now fuck yes yeah, malls this is like such, this is such a shameful moment for me. And this is like my inner fat kid is like dying inside. Oh, there's three people ahead of me. That's good. That means they're fat too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I just was a, like really like this one moment I was like lost when I was walking to dinner and I stopped and I asked a guy like, Hey, do you know where this place is? And he was running, like, a little magazine stand. And he was like, yeah. And next thing I knew, he was, like, shuttering the door of his magazine stand. And I was like, wait, wait, what are you doing? And I realized he wants to walk me to the next location. He wants to walk me to my ramen place. And I was like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. Like, you absolutely do not need to feel like you have to do that. And um, he... I realized after a moment of, like, kind of saying to him, no, you don't have to do that. That, like, in, in doing that, I was therefore being more disrespectful to him because it meant a lot for him to help me which is such a beautiful thing to think about any culture or anyone at all i just i feel like i live in a world where i see people just you know hating by the way this is like a wheelchair car in front of me what i mean by that means that there's a floating space for a wheelchair i love the idea of that Give me just a second, please. Okay. Oh my God, that's so loud. Sorry, you guys. Queen Trisha Paytas loves them. That's all. This, that's all. Anything means to me, anyway that Queen Trisha loves them. So I'm gonna try them. You have to get 10, I think. That's like the minimum. I mean I could never eat 10 dogs. Watch me like there I am eating 10 dogs. Am I gonna eat on mic? Yeah you know what I am absolutely got 10 nugs that's so many. For a dollar sixty nine god I'll buy nugs for everyone. hope there's a wheelchair back there. I hope that someone just had a nice day at school and they're getting, they're getting numbs now. Loved after school snacks when I was a kid. Yeah, there's a wheelchair in there. Yeah. All right. So sorry for waiting to help you. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Hi. Uh, can I please do, um, the spicy chicken nuggets, just 10 piece. Just a 10 piece nugget? Yeah, that's it. Okay, it's so eighty-five, please. Okay. And don't worry about the car in front of you. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, you're welcome. $2, guys. Got my $2 out. I don't know if the last time I pulled $2 out of my wallet to do anything. Maybe give it to, like, a homeless person. I donated $5 to the D.A.R.E. program the other day. Pretty sure I was getting hustled. Apparently, the D.A.R.E. program is no longer state-funded, which is just weird because I feel like, well, if, if not the state, who? Um, except for maybe the man outside of my Walgreens who was collecting it, that's who. But yeah, I took a sticker, he gave me a dare sticker. That was $5. I mean, I could've bought like, you know, could've bought probably like 30 nugs with that, you know? Here we go. It's all happening. I'll be thinking about that wheelchair car all day. Bye. I hope she doesn't know anything. Sensitive to noise. It drives Christina nuts. Wow. Apparently, they limit you to two sauces now, which makes sense. Can you imagine some of these people that come through here, the sauce monsters, ladies they want? And if you let me, like, six sauces for $10, it makes no sense. All right. Here come the nugs. Oh, so Hey, what kind of drink? Any sauce? No, thank you. Thank you. Okay, that's what that would use for the drink. It's okay for you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's okay. Thank you. Have a nice day. My dime fell on the ground. You know what? Charge to the game. I'm good. I'm all good on that dime. So i got to find a place to pull over and eat my nugs and read to you. You know what? I think I'm just going to fucking... I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to fuck shit up. And I think I'm just going to go and take my nugs over to the McDonald's parking lot. I'm going to read you a long letter there while I eat my nugs. A real fuck you to McDonald's. Who's done nothing to me, by the way. Um, I never really eat fast food unless I'm eating fast food. You know what I mean? I go through like a stage where all of a sudden I'm ordering fast food like three times a week, which is like disgusting to me. Um, Or I just won't eat it for like two years. Um, And right now I'm kind of in neither place, but I'm hoping that I don't break the seal here. Oh, I found a parking spot. Okay, that's great. I don't have to go in McDonald's. I'm just going to sit across from it and stare at people, give them ugly judgy eyes be like, fuck y'all. Um, the Vanderpump Rules finale is tonight, which will have been two days ago by the time you guys hear this, I think. Assuming Christina uses any of this, if any of this is usable. Um, she's going to kill me, I think. I really do. I think Christina's probably listening to this. Oh, God, sexy. you know what? Every little move I make with this, let me try this nug, and I put the paper down. Because this is going to, Christina's going to murder me. Dead. snug is I don't think this is spicy I don't know it's a little spicy I need more spice in my nugs what are they doing yo that's just as crispy golden nugs No, I don't think they gave me the spicy it says one nuggets, 10 piece. I mean, it's a little spicy, but I'm looking for some real spice action. I don't think they gave me spicy nugs. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to go again. Well, no, the spicy nugs are supposed to be more orange. I mean, I don't take that stuff too literally, but like, I'm pretty sure it's just a regular nub. Can you imagine how sad my life would be if I went back and I was like, "Excuse me, I ordered the spicy nugs." All right, let's put the nugs away. I, I just got a text from Christina. I know it's gonna. It's gonna be her asking me. She says, "Pour me some," says, "Oh, I can't tell." She, oh, I told her I have tea. Um, on. just one second, Christina. Um, hold on. I'm recording the long letters while driving around with the lav mic on. (gasps) She's going to kill me. I just know it. I know I'm doing the lav mic wrong. I know it sounds too crispy. She's going to be able to lower it. I know that much. But it sounds very loud to me. And I didn't want to put the lav down by my belly button or something. Because then it would be too low. Okay, With the lav mic on. she just literally sent me a gift of tea being poured i love it no but i do have really good tea for her i'm not like a big tea person i mean i am who am i kidding but i'm not a repeater do you know what i mean someone said that to me the other day they were like promise you won't tell and i was like who the fuck do you think i tell things to short answer christina um but most things i'm like yo like i'd have to care um, for me to repeat that most things i don't really care about people think their tea is so piping hot and it's like maybe in your uniform universe, universe sweetie but like over at the your house this isn't making a dent okay christina attached them via google docs which god bless her but like this is so extra just put them in the body of the email next time babe like i don't know how to do this it's taking forever outside the um Burger King does not have a lot of uh does not have a lot of good service. Okay, I've got them. Okay, got them. All right. Okay, I'm gonna choose which ones. Right. Oh, y'all really like uh really like to write some long letters. So this is a uh, follow up from Carriage about his complicated job. Um, if you guys haven't heard that episode, I think just go a couple back. Um, but it says. We'll write in the episode notes where which, which episode Carriage called it. This is original thing. Um, he said, I figured I would call back. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Pardon me. He said, I figured a callback would be too short, and you can edit things here if you need to. I'm going to apologize for the wall of text right off the bat. So, I'm not in a troupe. I'm a single performer who has to hustle to perform in different shows and nightclubs. Think less ballet dancer and more drag queen. So I have a former friend who just got into the scene a year before me, though we have been friends for years before that. Just for ease here, I'm gonna refer to him as D. So my friendship with D has been plagued by his narcissistic behavior. I've been using three big examples, but they aren't the only ones we've had. One, I mentioned in this phone call, I was visiting his apartment and we ended up fooling around. And about five minutes in, I was thinking I made a huge mistake and I wasn't sure what to do. So I kind of went dead fish and waited for him to finish. Oh my God, honey. The next day, he reached out to me and asked if I was okay. He said, you made me feel like I was molesting you in my own apartment, and that made me feel unsafe. (laughs) I'm so sorry. That's not funny. Um, The conversation lasted for four hours and and revolved around how anytime I come over, he thinks that sex is an option, and then he really feels bad when I don't want to sleep with him because he finds me really attractive. I was also berated for not informing him that I was uncomfortable, so he wouldn't know if he should stop or what. Oh, hey, Jax Taylor. I mean, that's insane. One. So two. I paid him for two costumes that were beyond my sewing skills, or that I could, or that I could do. But I was at a level where he, poten- he could potentially get it done in a much shorter period than I could. The first one was a Halloween costume. I went. I went to him with specifics that he was okay with, and he said that if he could turn it into an act, he'd book me in the December show. I told him that I already was. During the time he was making it, though, he kept chewing me out for things, buying the wrong stuff to wear underneath it, in his opinion, wanting certain modifications that he didn't think were needed. When I got the outfit, it was poorly made, and none of the stuff I wanted was on there. Or if it was done, it was done very, or if it was, it was done improperly. By the end of November, he hadn't reached out to me about the show. He's often very late in bookings. I can relate. I've been dropping the ball on Please Advise Bookings lately, although I do think our guests are very chic. And then suddenly the performance popped up in his feed and I wasn't in it. The second costume I also paid for and bought the materials. This one, which was modifying a suit, took six months. When I finally asked him what was going on, he asked for more materials, and he had used the, the ones that I had bought. I said no. So, when I was able to perform in this costume, nothing worked properly. I started asking about how to fix this, since I'm a dancer, and he's not, and I figured I could explain it that way. Plus, I didn't use any names or say what the outfit was. Well, he found out, and he got mad, and he didn't talk to me for six months. And when we did finally patch things up, I bought up both these costumes. Again, he informed me that I had hurt his feelings... And then I should have known I could have brought up these issues with him. And then I was a being a mean girl for not talking to him. This is a man, by the way. I love a man calling another man a mean girl. Like, amen. <laughs> like, are you for fucking real? Try being a mean girl. I went to see a burlesque show. My friend had my ticket and was running late. So I was hanging out by the door, not going in. D saw me, but didn't acknowledge me. Then or later on when my friend showed up. Later I got an email about how I'm a passive-aggressive bitch and he's sick of my attitude. So I needed to make a decision if I'm going to be his friend or not because he's sick of dealing with me. I didn't respond, partially because I didn't know how to and partially because I wanted him. I wanted to tell him to go to hell. And it seemed like he was trying to get a rise out of me so that he could be the bad guy. Then he blocked me. So you think it was this would be where it all kind of fizzles? But no, hashtag me two rolls around. Fuck. I'm sorry. This is like, there's nothing funny about this, but like... I love, like, the drama that's popped up that's not Me Too-related surrounding Me Too. Like, are you for fucking real? So hashtag Me Too rolls around, and I start talking about this with some people because D is fairly well-respected, even if he's respected as a lunatic artist who's always high, as opposed to a well-respected professional. Some people are appalled. Some people are telling me they've had similar encounters, and so I flat-out told some people, what I've told you, only using names. He messaged me again, doing a sort of half, a, sort of half-assed apology, which seems weird. By the way, I should clarify, this does have more to do with me too than I thought. I really, at the t- at the time, when I, sp- <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> this was not what I thought it was. But you have to give it to me. Like, th- I did not think this was going to be leading into a me too conversation. Perhaps I forgot the original nature of uh, Carriage's email you know, or letter or call. Um blah 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 he messaged me again doing sort of half-assed apology which seemed weird until I found out that a bunch of burlesque festivals were in the process of uninviting him from their shows and a few producers were starting to cut ties after one told him that they aren't going to work with him he posted that he needed the community to tell him that if we want him to commit quit or commit suicide fuck then he went to the emergency room was put into a psych unit for, psych unit for a short period. And that's when all these people started talking about how He was being bullied and how dare internet bullies go after him. And he's the sweetest guy. And they spent the night in his place. And he was fun and didn't rape anyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and didn't rape anyone. And everyone bullying him is a coward, etc, etc. I tried talking to people and got stonewalled and confronted by a lot of folks. And then things started to die down. Now people are starting to work with him again and hire him again. And it's frustrating as fuck. One part of me wants to try and reason with folks. Another wants to write a post like this one, but with more cussing. And then adding everyone who ignored me or unfriended me or whatever. I'd also like to just not have this shit affect me. I kind of feel like I'm stewing in my own brain juices while he gets to post over wanting to commit suicide. And then have people tell them they love him and he feels better. He's currently on vacation at Disney World. So, yeah. If this helps, let me know. If you're kind of just sitting there like, fuck, that was long, I apologize. Either way, I still love your show and really appreciate the feedback. Carriage. Okay. I am dead. Like, first of all, everyone knows, like, that's manipulative. I'm not saying, like, everyone knows, like, you should know. Sorry, I'm going to turn the car off because it's just, it's just, it's humming away here. Um, you know, everyone knows, I think, that, like, threatening to commit suicide in the way that he did is incredibly manipulative. And a person who does that is a very sick person because playing with your life is not something that you... I think that, you know, people can really be pushed there. But, like, this is not that. This is this guy, you know, was responsible for some of his behavior. It sounded to me like even the hookup thing. Like, you just felt... He called you and yelled at you when you were uncomfortable. And, like, should you maybe have said something? Maybe. But I think that, like, most... There's a lot of women out there, and I'm sure other men, too. Of course there are. Who could agree with you that, like there can be that moment where you're just like, Oh, let's just get this over with. Like, this is about like you finishing up your, what are you doing? I'm not moving, honey. Um, this van like thinks I'm moving. I'm not moving. Are you pulling it behind me? I'm not moving. Okay. Anyway, I think that like, it's very important to know that like, that's very common and you didn't do anything wrong. And, um, he, him calling you and expecting like a different result or to calling and finding, trying to find a way to blame you is another sign that he's manipulative. I think, you know, all this, I think all of this is like very, you have a very clear understanding on this. You know, there are frustrating things that come from things like Me Too and things like people being called out for this stuff. And the main one is that, yeah, eventually a lot of people get forgiven. Um, And we're seeing this with men a lot quicker than we are with a lot of people. I think that someone like Louis C.K. is going to be back on his feet sooner rather than later. Um, And that's really, really fucking unfortunate. It's also just like the way that, unfortunately, right now the system is. Is that fair? No. Um, But the fact that this is the furthest we've come with like any sort of like calling this out and how little of an impact ultimately this has had. Um, I think most people can say that like, you know, unfortunately me too is you know, it was a Twitter moment. It was like a a quick splash and like I think there's certain decisions that are being made, but unfortunately I think a lot of them are affecting women and and men who are already in the victim situation, for example, like the Tony Robinson went really wide and, um, you know, him basically saying that he had spoken to a CEO who said that he had three candidates for a job and the woman was by far the most qualified and competent person for the job, but he wound up not hiring her because she was actually quite attractive and worried about how that would play out with um the male employees like how could they how could she be trusted in the or how could men be trusted around this beautiful woman who's also happens to be the most qualified candidate for the job I think that that is a little bit of where you're coming from I totally understand like this sort of this this guy's being forgiven and there's no positive you're not really seeing the positive results what you do about that I don't really know I wish I knew um I think the best thing you can possibly do... This is weird. Some guy just got out of his car in an Adidas tracksuit. And then walked over to another car. Um... Is he stealing a car? What's going on? Why does he own the car in front of me and behind me? What's going on? Anyway. Um... I think the best thing you can do for yourself is to maybe go to Japan. I don't know how else to tell you to wash your brain. But I do think that you do need a brainwash. Um... And by that, I mean not be brainwashed. I mean, like, just cleanse your brain of this because there's nothing you can do. It sounds like it sounds like, you know, if this at this point, it sounds like start putting out a Facebook post, like adding all these people and getting these people going, um, you know, calling them out for this. It's only going to take you further away from what it is you want to do. And I understand that that's how the problem continues, um... You know, it is a a lot like saying, you know, yeah, if you want to work in Hollywood and someone rapes you, you shut the fuck up about it. Um, If you want to play the game, you got to play the game. Um, I just don't know the answer. I think that's where where all of us are trying to figure it out is what's the answer. And if you want to be the person that stands up and says, like, no, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to be the person that puts myself forward for this and, and say out loud, this is what's happening. You can do that, but it might affect you. Significantly in your career and in your enjoyment of this and it sounds like this is something that you're very passionate about i assume that this is something you do professionally um for the most part like i assume this is your bread and butter and that makes me concerned just in that like you might wind up risking that i would say the best thing you can do is um the best thing you could probably do is you could go to some trusted people within your community that might be receptive to what you're saying and instead of doing a personal Facebook post where you add all these people and like you are the person falling on the sword for this um maybe see if you can get like read the temperature of some other people and see if they'd be willing to step forward with you I'm sure that some of the original people that said that he was you know guilty of doing this to them too I'm sure some of them are still on the same page and they want to have um they want to have a partner in this voice too. I'm sure you will find someone else like you. And if that's the case, then maybe you should, maybe you guys can figure out some like anti that, uh, type group. Maybe, you know, it always takes like some opposition if you really want to make a change. And if you can find a few people to get together and do your own thing, You know, maybe I'm not saying like start your own festival, but why not? Maybe start your own festival. Like if, if this is going to affect whether or not you participate in things or whether or not you're invited, then make your own thing. Don't let someone like, if you feel passionately enough about this, that it really, like, it really, really bothers you and you're having a hard time enjoying what you're doing that I suggest, you know, maybe maybe being that person. But if you don't want to do that, maybe go to Japan or maybe, you know, fly out to California and go to the integratron or do any one of those things that people do to give themselves a break and kind of get some perspective because there are bad people in the world and there's people that do bad things and there's people that are going to forgive them over and over again. Um, you know, what's so odd is that it sounds like this guy isn't even particularly spectacular at what he does, which I guess, you know, is very similar to a lot of the things with the Me Too stuff too. It's not like a lot of these people who are being called out are the best people at what they do. Um, so, um, you know, it's just, I think it's very odd that people are coming to his defense. I don't know if it's because of the suicide thing. I think that that is, really fucking dark if that's the case and people are lacking some like basic education on being manipulated um and the ways that people who are abusive deal with stuff um but yeah so Moving on, I wish I could give you more advice. But here's the thing, is that, like, if I could answer this question, I'd be, like, healing the world right now. I would be out there, like, fixing all the problems in the world. But it's... I don't know, man. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a room and known that something was going on that was wrong. And not done anything about it because I felt powerless against it. Or because I just knew that if I did it, like, I would be the one getting punished on behalf of everyone. And you know, there are, there have been times in my life where I've stood up for myself and it's been the worst fucking possible choice I could have made. Um, and I've really paid dearly for that. So I would say, you know, it's up to you and I wish I could be more helpful to you. This is just like an awfully hard question to answer parked outside of a McDonald's eating Burger King, allegedly spicy nuggets that are not that spicy. Um, and I'm sorry about that. I really am because this whole thing just sucks. It sucks. And I, and I, if anything, I feel for you and I'm like with you on this. And, you know, let us know what you decide to do. Keep us updated. You don't have to let us know right now. I understand this, you know, this could take a year. This could take two years for you to come out on the other side of it and feel better. It also might take a longer time to see what the ultimate result is. Right now, you're seeing a little bit of like, you know he's bouncing back but like these things happen when bad people the truth does come out in time bad people do wind up paying eventually I have seen that in my life over and over and over again if someone fucks you over they will have their fall they really will um, and and the unfortunate thing is that it, you forget that sometimes because it doesn't happen on your timeline um, but they will one day have their fall again and um, when that happens the best thing you can do is try not to gloat too much. I'm a gloater. I Trust me, I love to gloat. I feel real good when I see one of my enemies fall. Um, but the older I get, the more I realize that that just means I have more coming towards me. So, I'm wishing you the best, dude. And um, stay in touch. Love you. Thanks for writing in. Okay, Christina says, I can't remember if we read this one on air. But as soon as I read this, I'm pretty sure we did not read this on air. It says, Dear Malls, Christina, Wags, and Guest. Sorry, you're just kidding me. And my chicken nuggets. It says, My close friend of decades is married to a monster. They've been married for about 10 years. We're all in our mid-30s. He's a real piece of work, a verbally abusive, jealous, right-wing gun nut. We live in the South, so guns are not uncommon. Many people I know have guns in their homes. They usually have rifles for hunting, ducks, deer, whatever. The thing is, as a direct response to the latest mass school shooting, he purchased an AR-15. For fuck's sake, he purchased the thing less than a week after the massacre in Florida, telling my friend he wanted to get one of them before they become illegal. I think this is disgusting, insane, and a warning sign of something really dark. He already has a a small arsenal. Oh, my God. Sorry. He already has a small arsenal of various rifles and handguns. My friend is annoyed but not frightened by this purchase. Whew. This man is my worst nightmare. He was tolerable when they first married. Never great. Always jealous, suspicious, etc. But in this political climate, he's a goddamn lunatic. He watches Fox News constantly, and records it on um, and records it on DVR when he's out of the house. He is racist, sexic, sexist, and homophobic. Our friend is fairly liberal, was with her, hates guns, and refuses to listen to his political rants. Obviously, if she was like him, we couldn't be friends. Um, Sorry, my phone is freezing and there's a guy. Okay, I've done a decent job of concealing my disdain for him thus far. I try not to speak badly about him when my friend talks about him. He's not nice to her at all since... And since I'm her best friend, she tells me about him a lot, mostly in negative. My question is, have you ever been in a situation where you hated a close friend's significant other? How'd you deal with it? Their marriage is none of my fucking business, but she's the dear friend and we are close. So, just try and change the subject when she brings him up? Please advise. Also, I really love the episode with Jess, the dog rumor. Sometimes guests can seem tentative about speaking their minds and kind of agree with your advice, but she spoke confidently and had great insight. I'm part of EBP Nation and love all your pods. You guys produce excellent content and generally make my life more enjoyable for me. So thank you for that slender mommy and co. You feel like fam. Oh, and also you don't use my name. Okay. So, um, you know, god, you guys are really fucking throwing the hard balls today. Um, you know, I have to say that in my opinion, and I'm more it sounds like I'm a lot more quick to burn down a bridge than you are. I have a person. I'm a person of pretty black and white thinking. Um, which has gotten a lot better, I think, lately, but it's been, I've also been a person of pretty black and white thinking my whole life. Um, I do have to say that, like, I wonder, you know, how these two things can go coexist. I had a really hard time with our guest a couple weeks ago, Mandy Statmiller, who, you know, she seems like a great lady, but, like, I had a really hard time, you know, like, reconciling how someone could be actively pro-Trump still and her husband is and when I said like that's so weird to me she said like well you know I think opinions like that are part of the reason why he he won and um I just think that's kind of a ludicrous statement I really do I just think it's a really ludicrous statement and it's very like takes the blame off of things and I just you know I don't think that there's uh, this is, there's just hard lines for me when it comes to this sort of stuff. And personally, I don't know if I believe that someone who is married to someone like that was with her or is liberal or is any of these things you describe. Because in reality, um, you know, at, you are at the very least complicit um, when you are married to someone who um, is, is engaging in this sort of behavior. It really does concern me. And for that reason, I would have to say, like... You know what, ma'am? I love you so much. But, like, your husband's behavior is so fucking concerning to me. And your inability or lack of desire to do anything about it is so disturbing to me. And I don't know if you feel stuck in this marriage or whatever else. Like, I'm just disturbed and I need to walk away for a minute. And, like, it's not really about you. It's about, like... It's about... Yeah, I mean, it is about her. It's about her standing by and being okay with it. I'm... I'm absolutely, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I would never go to dinner at their house knowing that they have those weapons in their house. I would never go to dinner at their house. I would never invite those people over to my house for christmas dinner i would never want those people around my children if i had children i wouldn't want my kids playing with their kids and it sucks it would be a shame it's a shame that everyone has to get punished because of this guy but i'm gonna draw a hard line and say that like you know what as much as you love your best friend i think that she's making a really fucking dangerous decision and i don't want you getting affected because of her bad decision making i really like that's it feels very Dr. Laura of me. One of those calls where my jaw's on the floor, but ultimately, I know she's right. Which is just a, like you have to—you choose the people around you. And if you're really uncomfortable, I have no problem with gun ownership as a means of defense, self-defense in your home. I don't really think hunting is a great thing. I think that's pretty fucked up. It's an odd um, pastime, and I understand that different parts of our country feels different ways about it. Um, but my personal opinion is that you know, sport hunting or anything like that is really fucked. It's really fucked up thing. Um, I don't have a problem with the use of like a small personal handgun at home for safety. Um, I think that if guns are out there, you, um, you know, you have a right to protect yourself with an equal weapon. I don't understand why police officers are allowed to carry guns and and a homeowner wouldn't be able to have one. Um, but you know, past that um you know there's just an there's just a level of a level of as you said like just it's just kind of unhinged and I mean I would also maybe have a conversation with her she's the way she complains about him I mean do you are you aware of like any sort of financial dependence that she might have on him are you aware of you know why it is that she supposedly like is in this relationship with a with a pretty terrible guy um you know, objectively terrible, um, why she's with him, why she sticks with it. It's, it gets to a point also with certain people where you hear, yes, I have had, a, I have had people that I, in my life that have dated, you know, people and I've, it's gone, it's gone everywhere from like, you know what, I need to take some space from you to, um, you know, next time this happens, I'm not going to feel sorry for you to, um, you know, I don't want that person around, you know, so if you and I hang out, that's cool, but I don't want to see them anymore. I dated a guy that, you know, my old roommate literally just said to me, I don't want him coming to the place anymore. And that was hard for me to hear, but she was right. Like, every time he would come over, he would make me miserable, he would put everyone on edge, and it just sucked, and it really, like, that was like a big sticking point for me because I had, when when I was looking at the laundry list of reasons why this guy wasn't right for me anymore, one of them was that my own fucking roommate didn't feel comfortable having him in the house. And like that spoke volumes to me about where the, what role this person had in my life and where he should have continued to fall into my life. It was like literally wasn't allowed in my house. Um, and I know this person is a dear friend of yours. I don't, feel comfortable completely telling you to end a dear friendship or anything like that it's just not it's like if 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 this was christina like i would be fucking devastated if i wrote into someone and they said like you know what you can't talk to christina anymore i'd be fucking devastated but that's my personal opinion i don't like telling you that because i know like really good friends don't come along often in life and um you know, the ability to hold on to really good friends is something that, like... You know, you should pride yourself on. Um, but also, like... It also seems like anytime she... Uh, I just feel like she's putting you in a bad position. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's ultimately what my gut is saying. Is she's putting... By putting herself in a bad position, she's putting you in a bad position. And it's very obvious that if she doesn't care about herself, ultimately she's probably not going to care about you either. I don't know if she would throw herself in front of you. Do you know what I mean? That, like, that is what bums me out. So I think there's, like, a hard conversation that you need to have with her. Um, maybe, you know, I would think both ways about it. Because there is... You know, maybe with hard conversation, and you say like, you know, is there a reason why you haven't left this man? Is there like, do you not realize how dangerous this is? Um, are you not freaked out by this? Do you not see the direct conflict in your views um, and his in the same environment, and how they don't really, to the extent, the extent to which they, uh, to which they don't mesh. Um, I think that asking her those questions straight on is really important um and then you know maybe really just considering honestly like is this someone that you think you would come back to if let's say i'm sure she would be like let's say she does divorce the guy and she does some work on herself and she sees that this um she basically just like kind of threw her own beliefs and herself away so that she could be in a marriage and i think a lot of people do That I think I've seen that a lot. People are so, um, so in love with the idea of being in love and being in a marriage that they allow the situation to get really fucking out of control before they do anything. And, um, I think that might be where your friend is because just even rereading this, like I was just holding my phone and I flipped it so that the text went back up and I just saw racist, homophobic, like it's just, it's not okay. And like I really would do, I really would say to her, like, I, you know, I love you, but I have to distance myself from you right now because I'm worried about you, and I'm worried about being around your husband. And if you can't draw a line, then I have to draw a line for myself. And no one's saying you she should divorce her husband for you. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that this is a this is like having a friend who's choosing to. Um, you know, do a lethal drug every day. And every day they put themselves in this position where they're doing a lethal drug. And any day could be the day that they get a bad batch or that they overdose. And like this could be the day that he snaps or the day that, you know, um, he hurts someone or he hurts her or something like that. And the quest to, you know, have his rights or whatever it is he feels that he needs to have. I really would just, I'm sorry, I think that you do need to take take some sort of stand, and if this is really how you feel about it, if and you know what, maybe me saying this, maybe you realize you don't feel that strongly about it, and that's your business, and it's absolutely okay to have, it's absolutely okay to feel that way, um, I think any, you, you're you allowed to feel any way you want, my opinion is not the bottom line, but if you're gonna ask me, that is my personal opinion, I would move on, Um, this is hard, okay, I'm gonna read this one, and then I'm gonna get rolling, I don't know if I can... Handle this one, okay? Hi, I'm Alls Christina Wags and Guest. I'm desperate for advice on what to do with your pet stuff after they pass away. My family dog, who lived with my sister and I for the past five years, just passed away this week after living for 15 years. We were so lucky we had her for as long as we did, and are heartbroken over her sudden passing. So, when is the appropriate way to deal with my dog's old stuff? We still have a good portion of her food and treats. And also many beds, blankets, a crate, and other various items that she used. I don't know if we should keep keep it in case we want another dog down the line or give it to a shelter. At the end of her life, she was peeing on things a lot. We always wash them, but I'm unsure if it's a good idea to give a shelter items that might still smell like pee. Love the pod and hope this email gets a chance to make it on air tomorrow. Okay, so, I mean, first of all, this is a lot less... I'm glad this isn't as uh I thought you were gonna ask me, like if we should keep her chew toys or something, which like I don't even want to think about. Wags just turned seventy seven in dog years, so uh it's hard. And um I'm I'm glad that you didn't ask me something that uh, anyway. Um you know, I think that I think that for the most part shelters are very grateful and I think that you need to call around to the shelters. I wouldn't you know, most of this stuff does it smells like pee if it's like you know i think that most of the stuff at a shelter probably smells like pee to begin with um and that they are typically thankful for any donation at all i would see if you could find a local rescue group perhaps that um would be more likely i think to take the food and stuff i I know that unfortunately a lot of times or maybe like look for put it up on craigslist just as things that someone you can come and pick up um I know that, like, the idea of giving it to a charity or something seems, um, you know, most ideal. But, unfortunately, I don't... I know that a lot of places don't accept food that's been open because, unfortunately, some people are fucking evil. And um, they poison food. (laughs) Like, flat out. Like, they they do things to fuck with people. Which, by the way, you guys should know, if you ever see, like, meat on the street... I hope you guys already know this, but if you (laughs) ever see meat on the street of any kind don't ever let your pet eat it if you can because a lot of times uh well not a lot of times but sometimes uh the meat is has been poisoned people have been known in the past to um poison meat on the street so that they can harm an animal um so not only don't eat it because it's probably rotten and might have bones in it or other harmful things but um people like actually try and kill animals that way um, I want to say I'm so sorry for the loss of your pet. Um, I'm honestly like surprised at how composed you were in your email because I don't, I don't even like, I don't even, I'm going to have to go to a mental, I'm going to be like a carriage's friend over here. I'm going to have to go to the psych ward for a couple of days if I lose wax. and it's going to happen. And that's the saddest part is I like, it's, it's inevitable. Um, and it's the hardest pain you'll ever experience in your life. And you know, I mean, I'm sure that losing a kid or something is worse but it's the hardest pain I can imagine in my life so um, you know honestly I think they're probably giving away on Craigslist is the best way to go I would definitely call around to local shelters and rescue groups and see if there's something that they're interested in I wouldn't necessarily volunteer the piecemeal thing I'm sure this is the sort of thing that someone will um, assess themselves as to whether or not they can use it I think it's great that you want to donate it to begin with I think a lot of people don't think about Um, How to handle things like that. Um, And a lot of times they just go in the trash, or, you know, someone else comes along and takes care of it on behalf of that person because it's painful. So, um, yeah, I just make some phone calls if I were you to shelters and local rescue groups. Like, there's a lot of groups out there that are just like, you know, ladies that find dogs on the street and then get them their shots and and kind of foster them or home them, and that's fantastic. Um, So maybe you can find someone who's doing that. Maybe that, you know, I know a lot of people that have foster dogs, and when you're fostering, um, you know, you're literally just opening up your home to um, the possibility of this animal finding a house. So people in those positions definitely need a lot of stuff, and I think that you should look into that. Um, so sorry for the loss of your pet. Thank you so much for calling and with that. I really appreciate it. Um, all you guys today, thank you. You've been great. I am realizing now that I have recorded this for an hour, so I think that means I'm all good. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go child at the weed store, see what I can get. I don't think it would be a smart idea for me to go in there. Kind of disappointed about the nugs. Sorry that didn't work out, guys. Um, I'm glad I've got my iced tea. Um, and... I really appreciate you. I hope this episode worked for you, Christina. I really hope that you don't throw this in the trash because the lav mic was annoying. I know that there's lots of weird bumps and strange noises here, so I apologize to everyone at home who's sensitive to those things, such as including um, me eating on mic. So thank you again for everything I love all y'all and I will talk to you on a regular episode next week. Make sure you call 323-450-7408. We're going to have uh Jesse Ennis. She is an actor. She's done a million things. She's in the new movie life of the party though. She's also, um, just been on better call Saul, um, a bunch of different things and she is coming on. It's great. And then my friend, Angela Ronaldo who actually has had five brain aneurysms, something like that. It's like she had, an insane amount of surgeries and she works on catfish now, but we met back in the day working over at style network. Christina actually worked with her as well when we worked on a show called scrappers. So thank you so much. I will talk to you guys soon and have a good one. Bye.